Listener Production. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Willow Talk. Adam Peacock here with you today, bringing you a chat I had with Australia's greatest ever off-spinner, Nathan Lyon. The GOAT has just taken his 500th test wicket. An incredible feat, no matter which way you measure it, especially as a right-arm finger spinner. He's a master of his craft, and I sat down with him a little while back to talk about the art of off-spin bowling. Now, this is a must-listen for any aspiring offie, or if you're still sending them down in fifth grade after 40 years, or like me, thinking you're any good in the backyard over summer. We're all after improvement, and this man will give us every tip we need. Here he is, Nathan Lyon. Well, Nathan, this is a special Willow Talk. You've come in and chatted to us about current topics and worldly topics and other topics with Hads before, but I want to get into the art of off-spin bowling with you, if that's okay. Yeah, shoot. Now, we haven't got the the best delivery, uh, the ball to maybe explain it because this would rip your hands apart, would it not, if you did this on a consistent basis with a new ball. But tell us about, firstly, the craft and how long you reckon it's taken to get to where you want to with the craft of off-spin bowling. Uh, yeah, it's definitely taken me a while. I oh, know for me, the big massive thing for a bowling spin is getting spinning up the back of the ball and trying to get a bit of overspin on it, which will give you some drift and drop and, and bounce as well, which is arguably my biggest weapon, especially here in Australia. So that's uh, that's my little secrets behind it. That's for yeah. sure. When you first took up the art of of spin bowling. What did you think it was as opposed to what you think it is now? I thought when I first started back in grey cricket, probably in, in Young and then in Canberra, it's probably more about I could potentially bat a little bit back then as well and probably rated my batting a little bit more. Mm. Um, so I probably thought it was probably more as a containing role, uh, one day cricket, try and limit the runs, similar to what Dave Hussey used to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the higher the grades I went and working with Darren Berry early doors down at South Australia and Mark Higgs back in um, ACT was probably more, it is an art and it's a wicket-taking art of bowling, I guess. So it's um, good fun. I enjoy it, but it's been challenging, yeah. Did you ever bowl medium fast at all? Fast. Off a run-up? Fast? Fast, not medium. Um, <laughs> no, only at home as as a little kid tried tried to do everything. So. Yeah. Used to open the bowling, then Dad would make me go keep, give everyone a go, then I'd come on the bowl, spin at the end. Okay. So did a bit of everything, but landed on spin. Your stock ball, can you hold how you'd hold your stock ball every time? Hold it up for the camera if you could. So there you go. So that's your stock ball. Yeah, and the big big thing big thing for me is actually cocking my wrist back towards me, then yep. I'm snapping over the top, so I'm snapping over that. So when I'm spinning up the back of the ball, I'm spinning that's that movement there. So a lot of a lot of young younger spinners and um, will will spin will go there. Mm-hmm. Now it just becomes undercutting the ball and the ball will just go like that. Don't need to stop for that plane. Keep going. Um, so, but for me, it's more about cocking that wrist and spinning. If I'm bowling to a right-hander, having the seam going down to like a fine leg position. Yeah. And then go for me. I'm bowling outside, off stump. So usually Alex Carey's right glove is my line to a right-hander, trying to spin the ball back into off and middle. Who helped you the most with figuring all of that out with your stock ball? This is the one that you're relying on the most 
to maybe set up an over or just get your rhythm. Who who helped you with that, or is it something that you just worked out yourself? No, John Davison. So John Davison, uh, he's up in Brisbane. He was part of the academy days back mm. up there at the uh, NCC, and he's he's been my main go-to since I've been about nineteen or twenty. So even before Darren Berry and 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 with Higsy, um, Davo's by far the best bin coach I've ever had. He bowled off breaks for Canada in the World Cup yeah. a number of years ago now, but he, he's been the one guy who I've been able to go back to and get a blueprint and I, I call it a grease and oil change every every year, go out there and just tick over a, for a day or a day and a half, just bowl, bowl, bowl and bowl and make sure that my stock ball is my biggest weapon because... I do think a lot of spinners, uh, a lot of bowlers around the world coming up, younger kids and that, they don't concentrate on their best ball enough. Yep. They try and bowl every ball, which is good, but you, your best ball is going to mm. be the one to be the most effective. So he's like your, what Terry Jenner was to Warney, yep. for instance, just yep. that sounding board. And Have yep. you ever felt like, especially since you've become established in the cricket team, that you need that grease and oil change? A lot more like unsure of yourself or once you get to that level you, you pretty much know how it all works well it's not it's not uh unsure of myself feel mm. i feel like it's more okay well how can i get better okay let's 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 go in for a service and let's let's see where your stock ball's at and then we're trying to come up with different ways and different different balls or how can i make my stock ball better i still feel like i can still make my stock ball better mm. so I feel like that's all, always – he's always the one I go to. Even when I was in India, I, I reached out to him, gave him a call, flicked him a message or whatnot, saying, asked him, what are you seeing mm. and all that stuff. So it's just – he is my sounding board when it comes to more technique, um, stuff like that. So the stock ball, just hold the ball up again. And for those just listening to this, it's a brand new cherry, so it's probably going to – Rip your fingers <laughs> to show, mow an alley style if um, if you if you bowl yeah. with this consistently, but you have got a bit of a soft seam. Sometimes you you throw on this in India, for instance. It's the same scenario for you with a new ball. See, I actually like one. bowling with a, a new ball. It, yeah. it does hurt, especially when the seam's quite sharp. But if you blunt the seam a little bit by just the natural bowling, yeah, the harder the ball is, the usually the better off this is the bowl. Yes, it can go further in the crowd, <laughs> but you get, usually get a lot more shape on the ball with the brand yeah. new one. So, and with my grip, I've got actually a firm grip. You can see the pressure on my fingers, like yeah. just underneath. And yep. So it is quite strong and quite firm. Yep. Good for hedging as well, I'd imagine, getting through those tough branches. Oh, you probably haven't, haven't, haven't done that for a while. Yeah, you'd probably get a gardener, don't you? Nice, Gary's, <laughs> nice Gary's Gardens will be coming Gary's along. Gardens. Nice Gary's Gardens. Don't worry about that. So the stock ball, just your variations. Don't want to give too much away here. So give a cider for any batters out there that might be facing you. But how many variations of, away from that have you got with your grip? Uh, yeah, there's a few. Uh, the couple I can explain easy is that my stock ball has got my – thumb pointing back at me with my a cocked wrist but yep. if I tilt my wrist that way and have the palm back of my hand facing me mm. the palm facing that that becomes a, your decent slider that's okay. the one that you, I, I tend to bowl a lot to a left-hander mm-hmm. to if they're constantly leaving me on on my consistent shape and spin that that's one that can it worked quite effective here at the SCG a couple of times now so uh, that's one but if you wanted to try and flick one 
you move the ball back to, or what I do, I move the ball back back to and have a closer gap, gap between my thumb and my finger. My thumb comes on the ball and I'm pushing out. So I just like just flicking one out the front and that can shape with the white ball, can shape in, but or hopefully mm. go away. That's Jeff. That's Jeff. Pleasure to see Jeff up <laughs> personal and witness it how you do it. What about one that you want to turn at right angles? Like give it a massive – is it just your stock ball and then just giving it a, a – like letting the pitch do the work or – Yeah, it really depends on the surface. Um, the squarer ones you can try and actually just have your palm behind it with the slider and just get it to go on or if you try and rip it with hmm. a square square seam – that can tend to go a little bit further up, further as well. But I'm I'm one for trying to spin the ball as hard as you can very early on in, in your in your spell because if you can get one to to rag and spin big, mm. then it puts doubt in the batter's yeah. mind. It's all all about putting a seed of doubt in the batter's mind. That's where having a keeper like Brad Haddon was brilliant because he didn't shut up behind the stumps and he was always <laughs> at the batter, which was absolutely brilliant. So. I'm trying to get Alex Carey, the villain, to to come up. That's his new nickname, the villain. The villain. Yeah. I he's too nice, it. though. Yeah, I love he's it. He's not a villain. He is. In England, he is. I bet he is. He doesn't pay for haircuts. <laughs> no, but he's too nice. He, he won't ever start talking. He won't ever do the job. No, I only, only started that then, but it's just... Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting part of the game. So you talk about Hads and, yeah. and the keepers and Payne was very good at it as well. It's just putting that seed of doubt in the batter's yeah. mind. Uh, Alex is getting there. He's getting there. Okay. So. I look forward to his yeah. uh, maturity in that yeah. respect developing over the years. What about it, just back on the batter? Do you feel batters watch all those variations out of your hand? Can, can they see the really good ones, frame it, do it frame by frame and break it down and know what's coming from you or is it too subtle? No, no. Well, the best batters in the world definitely do it. Um, obviously, I bowled to Smithy a lot in the nets and every time I bowl across seam, so it's the same grip, but it's just I'm just turning the ball in my hand mm. so it's not on the seam, it's on the, on the leather and I'm wrapping my finger under under the cross seam to, to go under it and he, he, he'll just go across seam, he'll just yell it out. <laughs> Or halfway down. Yeah, oh, well, even before I bowl it. So, <laughs> and that's that's I've bowled. I would hate to know how many balls I bowled the Smithy. Yeah. But my point is, the best batters in the world are watching the seam. They don't watch the ball. They watch the seam. Okay. If that yeah. makes sense. It does make sense. What international batter is the greatest in that regard that you've you've bowled to? I haven't really spoken to many many guys about that, but. I, I learnt that about the seam and watching the ball. So if you watch the ball. You, you, a rough circle is mm. pretty big, but if you watch the seam, it narrows your fo- uh, focus down. And I learnt that off um, Mahala and Kumar Sangakara. So okay. th- those two guys were first in my test career, but also bowling to punter in the nets as mm. well. So I learnt that many, many years ago now, but A.B. De Villiers is probably one guy who could probably pick everything that I was going to, going to do. Well, that prick can do anything. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good, good at golf. Huh? He's good at, just good at everything. Pretty good. What a play for the Swans here if you grew up in Australia and probably definitely going to go for West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, the pressure of bowling on day five. So you you talk about everything that you want to do with the ball, all your plans. I don't know if you're you're big on film about reviewing and previewing on batters. Are are you big in that regard? You get an idea. I find it amazing. Every time we sit down and we watch, we watch the batters hitting the boundary. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't understand that. I'd much rather see him defend because my idea is to get the guys defending. I'm not, not there to yeah, see yeah. him hit a cover driver or, <laughs> or over my head type thing. So my best 
plan is to get these guys defending. So that's yeah. my biggest biggest plan. So you look you look at film with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending if I haven't played against the guys, but I've, I've tend to play against a lot of guys uh, mm. for a quite consistent. I, I, I looked at someone like Harry Brook, um, but I didn't really look at Joe Root. Okay. Yeah, leading into the Ashes because I've played so much and yep. I understand how Joe's going to try and play me where I'd never seen Harry before. So I did mm. look at him for, for a couple of minutes, but I'm, I'm more about getting the guys defending. Even a guy like Bubba Azam, for instance, who's just class personified and hopefully gets going a little bit here so that the Australian audience no. can see him. He's shaking your head. I know you are because you're the, you're the one that's going to have to try and get him out. But do you have a clear definitive plan for a really established player like that? Yeah, yeah. And, and we say this in our bowling meeting, if we can get these guys defending for long periods of time, hmm. um, it's not rocket science. We'll, we'll hopefully create a couple of chances here and there. So hmm. that's, that's the plan. Day five, I got to that before. So you have all the plans, you do all the film, you're feeling good about yourself, but then you've got that little layer of, okay, you've got to win a test match on day five. Is there a layer of pressure that you still feel at this stage of your career or is it now... I've been here and done this. I know what to do. No, nah, there's always pressure. Always pressure. And uh, the way I look at pressure is, is that it is a privilege. You need that to, to go out and try and get better each and every day because mm. if it wasn't, wasn't any pressure or be, feel pretty mundane and mm. get over it pretty quickly. Where, but there's always pressure. Um, bowling on the last day, I've always I've put a lot of pressure on myself early on in my career especially that I was following Shane Warne's footsteps and had all Australian public saying, I need to win the game and all this mm. stuff. Where you know, it wasn't until my dad actually called me up and said, look, there's three to four other bowlers in there. If you're bowling partnerships, mm. you basically ripped it all back down to the basics in the gun. You can't bowl 45 overs from each end or whatever it is. <laughs> so you're going to bowl in partnerships. If you build pressure from both ends, you'll create chances. Don't think yeah. you've got to win this game at all. That was probably one of the best pieces of advice dad's, dad's given me and, and as I still work with it now. Yeah. I still, big focus is saying that we go out and bowl, bowl together in partnerships. How good. Dave Warner story. You got one for us? <laughs> yeah, turn this off. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've got a heap of Davey stories. Like, um, my first ever time I met David, I was coming off greenkeeping, so yeah. and uh, just had a decent big bash, and we're going over Zimbabwe on Australia A tour. Yeah. Pete Lovett was—he's uh, my manager now still, and I, he was helping me there. And he goes, David was his client at the time, and uh, he goes, oh, "I've just found out your room with David. Like, I've never met David, seen mm. him go out and hit hundreds again, or seventy against." Um, South Africa or whatever he did, and oh the MCG in that T20. Yeah, 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 so he's just started to come on the scene. And he's a big dog. Yeah. And uh, so I sent him a message saying, hey, mate, hey, David, it's Nathan Lyon here. Love, can't wait to meet you and all that. And he called me. Yeah. He goes, are you in Brisbane yet? I said, uh, yeah, yes, Dave, just, just land it right. Can you come straight to Story Bridge and I need you to drive my Range Rover back? I was like, I've got a $20,000 Commodore and now you want me to drive a $200,000 Range Rover. I've never met you. Right, okay. So that's my first ever time I met David, which and then I room with him in. Hang in, on, why did you have to drive his Range Rover? Because he's on the beers and I, ah. I just, I was trained, I was, I was my first ever Australian trip. One of those pubs under the Story Bridge there. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was tanked. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. you to be your Uber driver. Yeah, basically. He stayed there. I just had to go get his car oh. and drive it there because he needed to go to training in the morning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my first ever day. There you go. 
So then I roomed room with him in Brisbane and, and Zimbabwe, so that was a, a learning curve. But I've played a lot of cricket with David. One thing about the Australian public or people who don't know David, you probably don't realise how generous he is. Yeah. He's probably out there with the most generous person I've ever met. In what way? He's willing to do anything for the team and, like, bring stuff for gifts or anything like that and looks after the staff and other players extremely well. Yeah, OK. Interesting. He's going to be missed, isn't he? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. He, he's he's uh, transformed the way people open the batting. I, do, I dare say he started baseball before mm. baseball even was thought about. Yeah. In a way, because he's come out here. I, I know he scored a 100 against the West Indies out here in a session. He's done one against India at Perth. Mm. So he's, he's definitely going to be missed. Hey, last one. I mean, it's a long way away, it feels like, but you've got a Kiwi tour as well. You enjoy bowling over there? Yeah, well, I've only been there once mm. on a test tour. Um, 2016, was it? Yeah, yeah. Vogue's, you got 200 after being bowled on a no ball at uh, Wellington. So we had two good wins there. You're an encyclopedia. Huh? So pluck that yeah. out straight away. Yeah, yeah. so two, two good wins there. It's a place where I enjoy playing cricket. Mm. It provides a different challenge. Usually uh, decent wickets to bowl on first with the ryegrass. But, um, yeah, it's all good fun. How many test wickets will you be on in that first test by then? Depends how many chances I create. Well, that's why I asked. How many chances are you going to create? Uh, hopefully a few. Good luck. Good, good man. <laughs> Thanks, mate.